Welcome everybody to another episode of HomeKit Insider, or as they say in Pennsylvania, welcome to another episode of HomeKit Insider. You get me, Andrew O'Hara, here with my pal and the leader of the pips, Stephen Robles. How you doing, man? <laughs> hey, I didn't get the joke. What what was the Pennsylvania joke? Uh, they have the same words as they do in Ohio, so oh. uh, they say it the same way. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Very good. I, I think I got it. I don't know actually any other languages really. So, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I couldn't translate it. I trans- translated to Pennsylvania. <laughs> Bienvenue. Um, this is a, a glorious and dark day for me, Andrew, because our listeners have truly showed out. Hmm. And I wouldn't say it's dark. It's almost like a, <laughs> like a sparkly day. That is true. It is a sparkly day. If uh, you're, if this is your first episode ever tuning in, we started a wager earlier this month that if the HomeKit Insider YouTube channel, youtube.com slash HomeKit Insider, reached 1,000 subscribers by Christmas, that I would glitterify, glitterize my beard. And it happened this week, or last week as you're listening to this episode, but 1,032 subscribers is the current count. Hurrah! I'll do a sound effect for cheering. Way to go. You guys are awesome. It's 301 subscribers in the last 28 days. That's pretty amazing. So I now, I now have to glitter my beard. It's going to get, I am, I am hopeful. Maybe I'm just hopeful. I think it's going to get even bigger uh, beginning next year because I'm sure people are going to get some new smart home gear for Christmas or for Hanukkah or whatever holiday people celebrate. They, of course, are going to go to the number one home kit Mm. focused podcast to learn more about it. They're going to be hooked. That's right. So it's going to keep growing. We got Ma- Matter Support is launching this year, which is going to bring more people into right. just the smart home space right. in general. So yeah, it's going to be a good year. It's exciting. Keep growing. Very exciting. So next week, as you tune into next week's episode, I will do some close-ups of my beard and glitter. I'm going to do a little like B-roll shot too, maybe. I- I'm trying to figure out where to put glitter in my beard. I think I have to go in the backyard or something because I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't like risk all I thought you meant like wear in your beard and I was like everywhere, Steven. The yeah, no, no, whole no. beer, everywhere no. in the beer. That's where no, it no. goes. And also, I had actually, I already bought glitter. I had it. And then I had several listeners just, I guess, predicting that I would have to do this. They were saying, listen, uh, there's articles about how terrible glitter is for the environment. And I said, okay, well, there is apparently vegan glitter. I don't know what that means. I don't know what this glitter is made out of. I don't, I, I just, I have no idea. I didn't know other glitter was not vegan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What well, regular means. glitter is harvested from tears of unicorns. It's how it gets its sparkle. <laughs> I see. So okay. this yeah. is like unicorn friendly. I see. It's more sustainable. You don't, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. don't hurt the unicorns. I totally get it. So I actually found vegan glitter on Amazon because Amazon, I mean, you just get whatever. And so I have vegan glitter coming. And so when you see it next week, you will know that it is environmentally friendly glitter that is covering my beard. I'm so scared, but we're going to do it. And I'm excited too. Scared and excited. It'll be good. Well, let's get to some HomeKit news because we have some news. We're going to be covering another HomeKit category today, which is doorbell cameras, right? Doorbell cameras. I would, yeah, doorbells, doorbell cameras. There's not really any HomeKit doorbell, though it is a category. So I guess spoilers. There, there are no okay. just doorbells. <laughs> right, right. Way to just ruin. Doorbells. That was the big twist in the show. Oh, that was the big twist. You just oh, gave my bad, it away. My bad. Everyone's going to drop off now. Oh, man. Okay, so here's the news. You, you had some notes in here. The E-Room 2 was announced, right? Or is, is it even available to purchase yet or just announced? It is available to purchase right now. Mm. I guess I even wrote my notes wrong because I wrote this before I had gotten the press release. So I just wrote E-Room <laughs> 2 with thread. They're calling it the third generation Eve room. So it's not the Eve room huh. two with thread. It's just the third generation Eve room. So just Eve room, no two at the end, which makes sense. But okay, got it. That's what happens when I write stuff ahead of time. <laughs> sure. And so $100 for a one of these, again, temperature, humidity. The new model works with thread. So that, you know, wireless technology to help connect mesh your devices all together. Very strange on Amazon, I'm looking now, you can get the Eve room not thread enabled and you can get it thread enabled and it's exactly the same price. I don't know why you wouldn't get thread. That doesn't make any sense. Don't buy that <laughs> Sell one. Sell them through old stock. Like, yeah. uh, people, I don't know. <laughs> I guess don't buy the non-thread version, but that is available. And uh, you know, we'll talk about that maybe in a future episode. I know I have the second gen Eve thread, I guess. And I like it. I like that it has a little screen on it so you can actually see the data without jumping into the home app if you just want to look at it. So that's cool. 
Yep, it's rechargeable still, um, so no batteries that you have to worry about. It's got an e-ink display. It lasts for, was it six weeks or so, if I remember what I had written up yeah. uh, on a single charge, which is pretty good. Very good. One other Eve update. This is actually a follow-up from our last episode. We were talking about, or two episodes ago, we talked about smart plugs and our favorite smart plugs. And a listener wrote in that the Eve Energy, we talked about how they different devices connect, whether it's Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or Thread. The Eve Energy is not Wi-Fi. I might have said that it was a Wi-Fi device, but it is not. The Eve Energy, which is their smart plug, is Bluetooth and Thread, not Wi-Fi. And again, you just want to keep that in mind. I could have made this confusing too, because the Eve Energy Strip is Wi-Fi. Oh, gotcha. And then the Eve Energy single plug is not. Right. So just that. to make sure <laughs> wires are not crossed, because I, I'm 90% sure of that. I remember talking to the Eve uh, CEO when that was announced at CES like a couple years ago. Right. And I was like, you guys don't do Wi-Fi. Why is this first Wi-Fi product. I think it was maybe the same time they were doing like the Eve light strip, which is also Wi-Fi, I believe. Um, but yeah, they didn't do a lot of Wi-Fi stuff. They were sticking with Bluetooth and probably because they were working on Thread right. and they didn't see the need for Wi-Fi. Huh. But okay. Yeah. So there's a little follow-up there. And then you have a note here about Matter, which is the smart home connected technology that should be coming out next year. I'll believe it when I see it, Andrew. We'll see about that. I'm still... I still have so many questions. <laughs> And I'm like pegging these companies with questions and I'm not getting clear answers yet. And that's what makes me so nervous. It's like, they're like, oh yeah, it's coming out like early to mid 2022. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how does this work? Well, we'll see. What do you mean we'll see? <laughs> I feel like people should know these things. I'm a little suspicious. It's a little sus, as the young people say. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when it actually launches. But you're saying here that matter support, if and when it comes out, that might allow for devices to function without a hub. Is this true? I am trying to figure out what I meant here. It was I did this. Oh, uh, okay. I did I did a couple of interviews on matter stuff, uh, collecting information and how that's all going to be progressing out. And there's still so many things, like I said, that are unknowns. And there's like mm. I think what I was talking about here is with a traditional like HomeKit device, you send like a command. Um, say your contact sensor opens up. It sends your contact sensor information, like your status change to your home hub, which will then go ahead and automate your rule and send it to something else. What I had gathered, speaking to someone else in the industry building these products, is that uh, with Matter, it would theoretically allow these devices just to talk to directly to one another without having to go through your home hub first, which could improve response times even more. And I thought that was exciting. So hmm. it's one of those things where like people are telling me this, but until it actually happens, uh, I'm not going to fully believe it. And I, I had heard a couple other things with HomeKit. Mainly, my question was, with Matter, what are the tangible benefits to HomeKit users here? Right. Like, the biggest thing for a HomeKit uh, user with Matter is it's going to give us more devices, right? Things that don't already work with right. HomeKit. We had Matter support, and boom, now all those show up in the HomeKit ecosystem. But the other hand, like... We already like our HomeKit devices. They're ultra secure and certified through Apple and all this stuff. So what is, what's going on now? There's going to be like Amazon devices in there that are going to work with our HomeKit. Like how secure are they? And I have so many questions around this space and we're still trying to nail down answers, but this is just one thing that I had, that I had heard and we'll see how it actually plays out in the future and if it actually is better response times. But I thought that was a little small, interesting tidbit of a possibility. That is interesting. Well, again, we'll see if and when matter launches next year 2022 <laughs> uh, i saw this product mentioned the zemi smart lamp and i've not heard of this brand before i don't even know if we've ever talked about it mm -mm. this is zemi smart z-e-m-i-s-m-a-r-t zemi smart and they make a bunch of zigbee power devices but they also sell a hub that connects their devices to HomeKit, so you can get this HomeKit hub it's actually on a 50% off or 58% off sale right now. This hub is usually like 120 bucks and you can get it for 50. So I guess that's a good deal if you can also use these other devices with HomeKit. And they have a bunch of HomeKit devices. They have switches, they have bulbs, they have shades, different things like that. So Interesting. I'm curious Interesting. about this. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about getting this hub just to like try some of their products because they have a large selection. I'm just, their website just looks a little bit sketchy. If, Looks if Zemi Smart is listening, which I think I've heard of them, they're on the TV, right? Like Zemi Smart, Zemi Smart, ooh la la. That's them, right? 
I think that's them. I have never um, heard what you just did. I don't know what that is. It's the Tresemme commercial. <laughs> just had the oh, same number uh, of syllables. I was like, I've never seen Zemi Smart on the TV. No. Uh, um, yeah, it, it does look shady. And there's like a number yeah. like, there have been 46 of these sold. Well, and also, instead of hey, comma, Siri, like the actual activation word on their homepage, it says, hi, Siri. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, well, well they didn't want to, they didn't want to inadvertently activate Siri. So that's why they, they typed it differently. Mm, so yeah. That's all they typed it. Cause otherwise uh-huh. Siri would hear the, the yeah, words typing. Exactly. Yeah, got I got it. Okay. Okay. Well, they have a bunch of products. Again, I'm curious, have any listeners tried Zemi smart out there, but one of their newest products is this surface mounted downlight ceiling lamp. It's this little round lamp. It looks like a, it's a cylinder. Comes in five different colors, which is kind of cool. The actual lamp is different colors. And then it's actually colored LED light inside. And then you can adjust the color. And with the HomeKit hub, you can supposedly connect these to HomeKit. I was going to get one of these to try it. It does not look like you can just plug it into the wall. You actually have to hardwire it somewhere because it's like a can lighting almost. Like it, it lives in the ceiling. Sure. Uh, but it looks it looks interesting. Looks cool. A lot of fun pictures on here. And it's only, let's see, $33 right now per lamp. That's a 50% off sale. These are usually $66, which I imagine you have to get multiple of these to cover a room. I think the intention is to replace whatever light fixtures you might have uh, in a in a room. But you supposedly can get these into HomeKit with their Zigbee hub. So for less than $100, you can get a hub, one of these lights, and try it out. So I was real close to doing it. Uh, when I saw I had to hardwire these in, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna try that because I'm not in a place where I can hardwire stuff to someone else's house. So, but listeners, reach out, tweet at Andrew and myself if you've ever used Zemi Smart stuff. I would like to know. I'd like to know your experience with that. There you go. Links in the show notes to those products. Now you have some personal projects going on here. You said you finally fixed your HomeKit smart home problems. I don't even know what what problems these are. Well, there's a question mark. So oh, there's a question like a maybe. Oh. So maybe. maybe, okay. Well, what problems do you mean? Okay, so I've had this one weird issue mm. that's been persistent and I have not been able to nail down. I had been kind of chatting with some people and testing some things and still couldn't get it nailed down. Mm. So I was playing around. I wanted to do this week uh, a review of Aaron Pierce's app, Home Log, which we have not oh, talked yeah. about on the show yet. Uh, recently launched. It allows you to get real... Right nitty gritty into like the small things that are going on with your smart home and kind of track down bugs and other stuff that's going on. So I was playing around with that and was hoping it was going to help me identify what was going on in the house. And what was going on was randomly like things would change. Like we'd be sitting in the living room and then all of a sudden the lights would turn off and the door would lock and the blinds would shut. And I'm like, no, no, thank why? you. <laughs> why? Why? Why did you do that? I don't want that. I don't want that. Uh, and I, could not figure out what was going on. So I, I was watching things with HomeLog and I didn't see anything weird going because it wasn't, it wasn't, there was no, it wasn't registering a scene being triggered. It was showing like my devices changing states, but I wasn't, the app isn't designed and it has no way of telling like what triggered the scene. Like why hmm. did it happen? What, okay. what button scene automation ran to cause this? There, that was just not being logged in there hmm. because it's just not a thing that uh, is tracked. So that, unfortunately, didn't help me as much as I went. And then I started going down a rabbit hole. So instead of focusing on, like, reviewing his app, I go down trying to still figure out what's going on in the house. So then I put the blame on my HomePod, my OG HomePod. It has been acting up something awful. Mm. It has been, like, like I, go, I was trying to play something, and, like, I go to, like, activate Siri manually, and I go to, like, you know how you can, like, press and hold on the top of it, and it'll bloop, and you can, like, speak. Right. I go right. to do that and I touch the top and it's like, play, poking it, play. I'm like, what are you, why are you trying to, I'm not trying to play. I'm like trying to talk to your Siri. Can I talk, can Siri talk? And it just kept doing that. And I don't know what that was. Weird. It was weird. Um, so yeah, so that didn't help me at all. Hmm. But the HomePod seemed to be just in general acting up. So I'm like, maybe this is my cause of my problem. Like if my HomePod is just like getting stuck and then all of a sudden like running like a delayed scene or something, mm. maybe that is like what's spitting it out. Like maybe it's like freezing, acting up because it's like frozen too and sometimes my AirPlay audio just stop and then like my kitchen HomePod's no longer available. So I unplugged it just to see if that would make any difference. And it looked like it did for the first night and then like a night after, it did it again. Maybe it mm. didn't actually solve the problem. 
that awesome. said, with my HomePod, this kick out of the living room or kitchen, I've missed it so much. Like now, whenever I'm like in the living room and I'll go to talk to Siri, it'll have to go all the way down the hallway to the Ecobee. Uh. So now like the Ecobee became like my primary Siri device, which is fine. Like it, the, it works well, but it's like so far away. Mm. Yeah. So now I'm like, I'm going to need like to get another HomePod mini to throw in the kitchen. Got to get the mini, like, get the mini. Maybe I get some cool color ones. I don't need the colored ones yet, but I don't know. Maybe I got to watch for like a Christmas sale, holiday sale here coming up. Yeah. Get one a little bit cheaper, but That's either cool. way. So that didn't solve my problems, but I, I did all these changes at once. So I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I think I fixed it. Not happened since. Okay. And I went through all of my scenes and automation. There was nothing triggering anything. Right. But I had a button that was triggering a good night scene. And to me, it seemed kind of like an older good night scene to me because it wasn't turning off all my lights. Like it was still leaving on like this little Simpsons village that was like Department 56 ones with like the lights in the buildings. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. that was still lit up um, with an Eve energy. Hmm. And then I had like my Christmas tree, which is on like, my older Eve energy. That was still staying on. Huh. I had a Disney light in the corner. So like there was other things still staying on, but it was like oddly locking my door, closing my blinds, and turning off a bunch of other lights. So it seemed like a good night scene. And I had a button that I no longer used, but what still existed in the house with that good night scene. And even though nothing touched this button, mm. I removed that scene from the button. Like it was like a, you know, scene, like press the button, runs the scene. Yeah, yeah. I removed that command and I haven't had this happening since. So I don't know what, if that yeah. button was man, uh, like malfunctioning or something else going on, but it could have been between the home pod and the button. I think I fixed my problem. It's been a pain in the butt. Uh, it was like this really phantom thing of just turning off lights. Or anything. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? And was like, what is happening? Why did you do that? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Was it the Fabaro button or a different button? It was um, the Eve button. Do they still make the Eve button? I mean, I don't, I don't use a ton of buttons. I think so. I don't use a ton of buttons. It has their current design aesthetic, but I just haven't used it. I don't even know if, I mean, I assume there was battery life in it. I don't use a lot of buttons. Interesting. So, Aww. still waiting on the the Wemo stage controller button to be updated with thread. That'll probably be the one button that I use quite a bit. Right. Cause it should be more responsive and nicer, but interesting. So have you reprogrammed that button to do a different thing or are you just kind of leaving it out? No. Cause I, I right now I just left it Yeah, yeah because yeah. I wanted to see if this fixed anything before putting our stuff back in. Like I said, I don't use a ton of buttons at the moment. I, I mostly use Siri. I just walk in and say what I want and right. ends to my commands. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yeah i mean so you, you've left the big home pod off the network as well right you're not going to plug that back in not right now yeah i might i might try to sell it they do a factory restore hopefully that fixes the issues and sells it now I'll, I'll reset up and make sure it works first before i try to sell it but uh there's no huge benefit for me like i don't need it doesn't sound that much better and i don't like compared to home pod mini i'd kind of rather just pick up a home pod mini and someone who wants the bigger home pod for a stereo pair I have found that the I still have three big HomePods, two I'm using as a stereo pair connected to my living room Apple TV. So it's like the theater speakers in there. As those speakers, they're pretty consistent. You know, whenever I turn on the Apple TV, play something, the two HomePods are already connected. You know, I never have to adjust settings there. And so it works well as like a home theater setup. But whenever I try to ask Siri something of those big HomePods, they are like dunces. Like they just do not do pretty much anything. Like they're slower. My, they're slower. They're much, they're much slower, but they even just don't respond. Like my kids will try to ask them to play music. And this is a question, maybe one of our listeners or someone from Apple listens. Well, I'd love to know if you're listening right now, but you should reach out because I don't know if a child's screen time settings has any bearing on their ability to work a HomePod, meaning one of my kids, I have screen time settings where they can't open the music app until like 3 p.m. in the afternoon because one of the things about the music app is there's a bunch of like music videos in it, not just music to listen to. And so there's a number of times where he was just like watching music videos in the morning and it's like, oh, I don't want that happening. And I, you know, I would like to know if he's watching something. So I have it where he can request screen time of music and I can approve 15 minutes or an hour so he can just listen to stuff while he does schoolwork. But I, it's locked until he requests. And so he cannot ask Siri to play anything, mainly in those in the big HomePod room. He has a HomePod mini in his room and he'll ask that thing to play stuff and it's fine. But I don't know if it's a big HomePod issue 
I don't know if it's because it's connected to the Apple TV, if that complicates the Siri commands, or if it's the screen time settings thing, if that limits him from even asking the HomePods to do it. But the HomePods are also dumb, even when anybody else asks Siri anything. I try to ask it to play music. It's like, don't know what to do. Uh, My wife, same thing. Sometimes it'll work. Like maybe one out of five times, it'll play the song we ask for or play music from a genre we ask for. But it has not been good. In contrast, HomePod minis, super solid. Like we have multiple HomePod minis. The kids can ask them to play stuff. My wife asks it to play stuff. And it pretty much gets it the first time, every time, never any issues. So I wish there wasn't such a gulf, it seems, between the function of the big HomePod and the HomePod mini. But there it is. It's a shame. All right. Well, you also have a review in here called for the Rio Arc. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Well, okay. Super fast, too. You mentioned this, and it reminded me of another minor piece of news. But uh, the RC uh, 15.2 oh, yeah. uh, was released. So we should see that imminently. If it doesn't come out before this podcast, it's, it's likely to come out the week of this podcast. Yes. And that includes the new voice-only plan of Apple Music, which is... Right course ideal for your home pods your home pod minis your apple watch carplay anything where you're not specifically trying to use the music app on your phone and they even announced like some new features for siri where you can ask like your recent history and it'll or say play, play that again and it can pull up like your recent history stuff and give you options to play and there's like suggestions on top of all those like playlists and moods that we had talked about when apple announced it so 15.2 rolling out very soon if it's not out already with the voice-only plan. Very good. Now, I just Googled Rio Arc. It's like, is this a TV? <laughs> is this, do you hang this on the wall? No. The Rio Arc appears to be a heater. Is that accurate? Yeah, man. This is the Rio Arc, a home kit heater. And it's pretty, pretty freaking cool. I like it a lot. Without spending like too much time on it, if anyone has questions, of course, just hit us up on Twitter. But uh, yeah, so it's the Rio Arc, and it's an electric heater. It can either be wall mounted or sit on the floor. So it just depends on your preference. The heat is all directed up. So it's a very thin, low profile design with an all glass front. Comes in a few different colors. There's like white, gray, um, black. I think there's a red one, but it's got like an arced glass front. The heat is projected straight up. And like we, I'd had this running for a while and I would like feel like the wall behind it. The wall was still cool, which my wife was very concerned, like making sure like wouldn't damage like wallpaper or anything else that was like, right. if it was mounted to a wall. It doesn't seem to be any issues at all with that, but it is HomeKit controllable. So you can see it in the Home app, control the temperature, everything like you would. So you can uh, have it automatically turn off when you leave, which is very handy. That's one of the first automations I set up. So as soon as you leave our house, Rio Arc turns off. Uh, you can have it turn back on when you get back home, schedule a time of day, all of that. You can put in your desired temperature and it'll heat it up to that temperature and hold and just keep it at that temperature. So it's great for in the bedroom or anything like that. Mm. It's an electric heater and it's completely silent. So there's no noise. And in fact, my wife, she had become so accustomed to our previous heater that had like a fan inside that she was like, why is this so quiet? Some people like it, like it to not make noise. Other people, I guess, like <laughs> want like the white noise coming out of like a fan. White noise. And she sure. wanted the... Yeah, she wanted the white noise, but these these are pretty much completely silent, so you're not going to hear them at all, other than this like tiny little click as they kind of initiate or turn off that heating element. Mm. Uh, there's a small little display on the front, which will give you your current temperature. It can pair with the HomeKit app. There is some weirdness here. This is weird. So you can generate a new QR code like on the fly. So you pair it to your HomeKit app, but then you have to pair it to the Rio app as well, and you literally have to like generate a second QR code and then pair it to the Rio app. Mm. So it, it's still like a, it's it, and it looks like a HomeKit pairing code, but it pairs the same way with the Rio app. And it even has you onboard the Wi-Fi stuff again, even though you had just done it through the Home app. You don't particularly need the Rio app um, for right. almost anything, but you do need it for firmware updates. The reason you might want to do a firmware update on this, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The display on the machine is only in <laughs> Celsius. Okay, okay. So... It's it's not a U.S. based company, so they have they of course were in Celsius uh, for some reason, and us here are using the correct Fahrenheit. 
<laughs> but apparently it was a whole lot of stuff and certification through Apple to, to get that switch on the display itself. So it's coming and it's, I've had that, I've been testing those for several weeks now, kind of anticipating this firmware update, but the further we get into winter, I feel like it's like less relevant. So I want to be able to talk about this now yeah. while people may still be looking for something like this. But they've been expanding much more into the U.S. They do have a firmware update coming out that's going to put Fahrenheit on the display. And you can still, even with Celsius displayed on the display, you can still ask Siri for Fahrenheit. So you just tell Siri that you want oh, your bedroom okay. to be 70 degrees. You look in the home app, it's 70 degrees or 71, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's the proper units in the home app. Okay. It's just the incorrect units on the display itself. Yeah, so relatively minor. There are physical controls on the side of it, so you can adjust the temperature up and down there as well. But otherwise, this thing is rock solid. It connects to your Wi-Fi. I've had no issues. We've automated to turn off when we leave, and it's done it every single time. It's pretty cool to have like such a sleek HomeKit connected heater. There's a lot of people who yeah. use like heaters in their house, and I don't know of really any other... HomeKit enabled heaters. There might be some out there, but this is the first one that I am aware of. Yeah. So I was pretty excited to try it out, and I think they did a great job on the design. I mean, this thing looks really cool. That is very cool. All right. We'll put a link in. Uh, do you have a review going up on the website? I uh, just... yes. So hopefully uh, it's up by the time you guys hear this. I'm actually by the time you guys hear this, I'll be back. But I'm going to be gone for a long weekend, so I'm like going to be like scrambling i have everything i need and i've got photos and everything so i just have to like finish like the writing part of the review so gotcha, but, gotcha. yeah it'll be okay. up and if it's available we'll, we'll for sure link in the notes very good awesome well you'll check that out in the show notes very cool it's not a tv apparently <laughs> <laughs> it can mount well, on the wall but not a tv right which i guess so maybe you said this but does it's not a big display right like it, you can't put like full screen things right no, no it's like a one and a half or two by two inch square display like that right. and it just and shows the, a number yeah. that's it yeah and then the entire heater is like much larger almost like yes. a 40 something inch tv nope <laughs> How, i wouldn't say it's not a 40 it's like a do you have a measurement there you're doing the googling you have the site open no 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 well, no no is it like how big how big does it look i'm not sure i can't find it quickly maybe two feet wide like it seems like a like a normal oh, yeah, oh. normal size like oh okay i guess i'm looking at some of these pictures and it looks big okay anyway just kidding i mean it's not small but it's not a 40 inch tv we're not looking at a huge thing this is a reasonably sized appliance that you can put next to like the, the side of your couch and it's going to be just fine yeah i'm looking at a home kit authority and they have the size but it's in millimeters <laughs> so it's 820 even, that's millimeters. not even a real <laughs> unit of measurement i've never no, even i don't even know that could be one feet wide or 18 feet wide. I don't know. I have no idea how to read that, but we'll put links in the show notes. You can check out pictures of it. There. 32 inches wide. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. 32 inches wide. 820 millimeters is 32 inches wide. Okay. Well, there you go. Made up units of measurement. A little over two feet. Very good. Well, before we get to the doorbell cameras, we have a friend to thank. Our friends, you've heard about them before. Hunter Douglas. They make the incredible HomeKit enabled smart shades for your home. They have innovative window shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, control systems that are advanced, again, automation in HomeKit, and they can be scheduled to adjust position throughout the day. Hunter Douglas shades, they can diffuse harsh sunlight to cast a beautiful glow across a room. You can enjoy the view outside while protecting your privacy inside, and they even provide superior insulation, and that helps keep your utility bills down in the winter and in the summer. And it's just that simple Goldilocks moment as you walk into a room and you just love the feeling because you can program it all throughout the day. And again, Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology allows you to move those shades, automatically reposition them, and they integrate with HomeKit. Andrew, you've talked about these many times before, not just in sponsored posts, but give me one more thing you love about Hunter Douglas shades. You know, we're going to tie it into a listener question that we had gotten, and hey. we are going to talk about this much more in a future episode, but the environmental impacts of having smart shades. Like, you can help keep your house cool or warm with smart shades. Like, you're in the winter and you want to get some sunlight to come in, cool. If you want to close them and have, like, thicker ones that are going to help insulate your house, you've got that too. So these can definitely help regulate temperatures in your house, uh, which is going to help save on your heating, your cooling bills, all that kind of stuff. It's great. These things have been some of my favorites. I'm obsessed with smart blinds now since I've had these and they're going in more windows in our house. Very cool. So live beautifully with Hunter Douglas, enjoying greater convenience, style, and comfort in your home. Visit hunterdouglas.com slash homekit today for your free Style Get Smarter design guide. You get that free guide 
with fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing your windows. That's hunterdouglas.com slash homekit for your free design guide, and that link will be in the show notes as well. Thank you, Hunter Douglas, for sponsoring this episode. And now you snuck in a question here even before our smart home recommendations. Uh, is this a, what, what is this, a smart home stuff to use for the holidays? You want to put that in here? Well, this is something that we could have like talked about like on a previous episode, but here we are literally like two weeks before like, you know, Christmas and other holidays kick in. I mean, right, we're already, right. what, through Hanukkah already, I think. That's right. Hanukkah's over. But I was just I was just curious as I was looking through some of my stuff. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about what I used for, like, automating some of my holiday stuff and what you had for how, if you do any of that. I mean, I know you're living in a bridge uh, or under a lighthouse or something <laughs> at the I'm moment. I'm not a troll. Well, I'm not under a bridge. No. <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't know if yeah, you yeah, yeah. used anything right now. But yeah, I, I we did some cool stuff this year, and I was excited about it. Yeah, so I'm not doing anything now again because we're living in somebody else's house, and so you know, not going to set up a you know bunch of temporary stuff for the season. But at my last house, I did like doing some icicle lights outside. We kind of had an archway in front of the door. It was mainly lights outside. We had a couple like houses inside with the little lights, you know, like you said, little towns. You know, you put it on a fireplace or mantle, and it looks Christmassy. So I used those things with smart plugs. I mean, that's kind of was my setup. I think I used an Eve one with some of the stuff on my fireplace. And outside, I, never, I don't know if I ever got that Maris one to work right. I, th- I might have used something else. I forgot. But it was just super easy. You know, before HomeKit stuff, I would use the, like the plugs from Home Depot or whatever. It had like a physical dial. And you would like turn it to, you know, turn on and off throughout the day. I mean, it worked, you know, it was a thing, but definitely not elegant. But yeah, that was mainly what I did. I would use smart plugs, indoor and outdoor, plug in some icicle lights, plug in some little decorations inside and time it uh, to turn on when it gets dark. And so, you know, sunset, sunrise is a good setting for those. um, And they turn on when I wanted them to. So yeah, what have you been? Have you done anything? you showing out yeah we've done more stuff this year that i was pretty pretty excited about so we did um like i i mentioned like i have these random uh simpsons village buildings that were done by department 56 to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the simpsons so this has been like 12 years ago now that these had launched so i have like the springfield elementary and i have the quickie mart i don't have the simpsons house i don't have the simpsons house and these things were discontinued 12 years ago. So they're going for like over a hundred dollars online. It makes me sad. It's like the one thing mm. that we don't have of this little Simpsons village. Regardless, they are like your standard, like, you know, ceramic glass, like buildings with the lights that go in the back and they light up through the windows and it looks all pretty and stuff. <clears throat> Faith, my wife put like all this like snow around it. We put the buildings, got the lights in and ran into a plug down below the new Eve energy with the thread. And then I also took one of the hue, can't think of what like not the, like the ambient lights but like the the ones where they you put them like the indirect lights that's the word like oh, an yeah, indirect yeah. light i put that behind it and i faced it up so you can't see it from the front but it paints like the wall behind them like this like light blue color so it almost looks like a winter sky behind the buildings so it looked really oh, neat that's nice and of course they're all Very scheduled nice. and that kind of stuff so that way they automatically turn off uh when we come and go and i don't i don't want those ones because those are probably like regular incandescent bulbs and that kind of crap right. and i don't want to uh one pay for running those two light bulbs and two i don't want them to get too hot so i monitor yeah. those pretty closely but yeah just a really cool little scene with like the snow and the buildings and like the light behind it came off really neat we have a bunch of other indoor lights that i love using like the light strips to do accent stuff. So whether you have like the new hue light strips that have like the multiple zones, you can do like red and green for Christmas stuff. But we did like our cabinets. I cast those in green right now, the cabinets that we built with the hue lights in them. Hmm. And you can actually see them from outside. So it gives you like even more like green effect going on, which looks really nice. That's cool. Um, and then outside we have, of course, like a bunch of the Christmas lights that are all run off of and iDevices, I believe is the one I'm using. I have the Lutron one in the backyard for our regular patio lights. And the front, I have several lights connected to my iDevices one on a schedule, all that. And then we put a uh, set of the Hue spotlights on our house. So we have like three different spotlights going down that I have alternating in red and green. So it like paints the sides of our house in colors as well as all of our string lights and garland and all that stuff. So we tried some different stuff this year and using like all those like ambient lights really is cool for the holidays and just add like little pops and make everything feel a little more festive. Yeah. That's very cool. It's fun to be able to automate that stuff too. 
back in the day you had to like unplug and plug in the Christmas tree if you my parents had one like it was a little metal ornament they still have it and you can touch it and it's like a capacitive button but it's like a silver die like ornament like stainless steel and you touch it and it turns the tree on and off so like I I'd like pitch before I'm like yeah put it on a smart yeah. plug why I can poke my little my little ornament I'm like that's <laughs> fancy yes had a HomeKit button before they were in. I know. That's hilarious. All right, we need to get to our HomeKit category. And so our category for this week was going to be doorbells, doorbell cameras, basically. And again, this is going to be kind of Andrew really running this segment because I have never had a HomeKit doorbell camera. I plan to get one for the new house. I'm looking at the Logitech Circle View one. You got the Natatmo one. And so my only experience with doorbell cameras was with my previous security system. I had Vivint at my old house and they did fine for what they were. I will not be using them in the new house. I want to do kind of the home kit, probably going to go with the abode system where I can turn monitoring on and off at will, not being a contract. My goodness, you know, previous sponsors simply safe. They also, you know, provide stuff like that without a contract. But anyway, I had a doorbell camera through Vivint. You can use the app and you can look at there, but I wanted to get into home kit. And so in my old house, I had did the HomeBridge hacky setup to get that Vivint security system stuff into HomeKit. And I ran HomeBridge on my Mac mini server, kind of living in, in my house. And it worked fairly well. You know, I was able to arm, disarm the security system. All the contact sensors from the Vivint system were in HomeKit. So HomeBridge worked pretty well for that. There was a specific plugin in HomeBridge for Vivint, the security system. And so that plugin worked very well. And I was able to get that doorbell camera there in the home app as well and loved it. Honestly, if you've never had a doorbell camera, it's probably like the one camera to get, like maybe the first camera to get. You can put cameras outside, backyard, front yard, all that kind of stuff. But a doorbell camera is just so useful, especially if you're getting deliveries. Anyone who comes up to your house is going to be on that doorbell camera. And because the HomeKit doorbell cameras integrate with like Apple TV, you can see it pop up on the Apple TV if you want and see who's at the door if you have the TV on watching it there. I just love all of that. So I look forward to getting a HomeKit doorbell camera in the new house. But my experience is it's really cool. And I highly recommend getting a doorbell camera and adding it to your HomeKit home. But Andrew, I know you have had much experience with multiple models. So hit me with your doorbell camera talk. Okay. There are five real HomeKit cameras, uh, HomeKit doorbells that I know of. So the, before getting even into those five, got to start off with the basic stuff. Mm. So first is a doorbell versus a doorbell camera. Mm. As Steven ruined, no. there, are no, there are no regular doorbells right. in HomeKit right now just being available. There's really only video doorbells. Which makes sense. They're better. More people are going to be likely to install those versus just a plain doorbell. But you could theoretically just have a plain doorbell. Right. They're just not available. So then the next question that I'm sure people people have asked this, which is, are there any wireless HomeKit video doorbells? And right now, no. And mainly because HomeKit is limited. The way HomeKit is dealing with video, it can be a bit uh, resource intensive. In the world of HomeKit, there's not really any wireless cameras. Mm. There are wireless cameras that work with HomeKit. There's the Arlo, there are the Ufis, and there are a few others, but they all require a hub. And the way they kind of get around this HomeKit limitation is the hub itself is what's communicating with HomeKit, and when HomeKit goes to check in frequently, the, the hub is. And then when it's requesting a camera feed, then it can go to the camera. If HomeKit was connected directly to these wireless cameras, the way HomeKit is just designed, it would just tank the battery on these devices. So right. when it comes to doorbell cameras, there is not a wireless one. There's only wired in HomeKit. Which was right a now. listener question. Uh, JMD asked that listener question. So boom, answered. Look at that. Done. Look at that. Knocking out listener questions at the same time. Mm. Then we have to talk about HomeKit secure video versus a HomeKit video doorbell camera. Yes. yes. So... What are you getting with a HomeKit secure video camera for your doorbell versus just a HomeKit video camera for your doorbell? So if you're going with an HSV, HomeKit secure video camera, you're going to get the iCloud cloud recording. So up to 1080p, it's all stored in iCloud, available through your devices that way. Secure, you're already getting this if you're paying for an Apple service plan at an iCloud plan um, that includes that storage. 
And if you have iCloud Plus, you can get unlimited cameras. So it could be any other security cameras in your house that work with HomeKit, as well as your HomeKit secure video doorbell. There is object, person, vehicle, animal detection with HomeKit secure video. So that is built into that. Um, it's processed locally on your home hub and then can let you know based on those. You can also set activity zones. So you can flag certain areas. So if you're looking at a doorbell camera, maybe you wanna green light your driveway, but you don't want like the road in front of your house to be triggering your camera. So you can do that with activity zones. For the, the package, person, vehicle, animal detection, I will say it's not super great. Mm. It's okay, but not great. I've had weird stuff going on. Um, it also has like the person identification. It can actually tie into your photos library to look at people's names and then let you know when there's certain people there. Like Steven's at your front porch, so I know to grab my pitchfork. So it can like tell you these things ahead of time and you can be like proactive. But for me too, that's been a little bit hit or miss. It's not always like spot on with those things. So I think these are good to have in HomeKit, but I don't fully rely on them. And I hope that those are going to continue to improve over time. What you get with either of these, a HomeKit camera or a HomeKit secure video camera, you're gonna get alerts. You're gonna get those smart uh, smart notifications that you can see. They'll usually have like a preview video of the motion that was detected. They'll have two-way audio. I'm pretty sure everything on this list has two-way communication so you can talk to whoever is at your door. Um, they'll show up on your, your Apple TV. So if you're watching your TV in your bedroom or something and someone's walking to your porch, before they even press the button, you'll get an, uh, notification there's motion on your porch and you'll see a live video of whoever's walking up mm. really handy that way um and they'll all ring your home pods so when someone presses that doorbell you can get a you'll get a call a notification on your phone but you're also going to get your home pods ringing in whatever rooms that you want or home pod minis so that's going to work with both of them too so the biggest thing of course is that cloud recording activity zones and like object detection of what's in the right. frame that's what you get with HomeKit secure video so Going with the regular HomeKit cameras first, um, this is the one that I currently use, which is Arlo. So Arlo does require a hub, it is a wired doorbell, but does require a hub. There is an added subscription cost if you are recording video because it is only HomeKit. Mm. They have their own cloud recording and for just a single camera, it's like $2.99 a month, which honestly just does suck when you have to pay an added fee for a piece of hardware and you don't, want that. So that can be the biggest downside uh, for some people. I have other Arlo cameras, so it's already baked into that plan for me. And my other Arlo cameras can get like 4K recording, like the Arlo Ultras. That is where my benefit is with Arlo, because the other cameras in the ecosystem have that higher resolution for recording that I want. I want that high resolution, and HomeKit is only limited to 1080p. So the doorbell is only limited to 1080p too, my other Arlo cameras are in and I have just unlimited devices. So I might as well have the Arlo camera. And Arlo has its own cloud recording, has its own object detection that I think is a lot better. It's package detection, vehicle detection, all of that. And it has its own cloud activity zones and all of that. Plus it has its own other features like uh, E911 where say I'm out at CES and someone's at my porch. I'm like, oh, that there is a burglar. That's Steven in a ski mask. I want to really call the police now. So if you, if I was to do that and I'm in Las Vegas and I'm calling 911, it's going to be route me to like local Las Vegas authorities. I'm like, hi, could you please me put me in touch with like the one outside my house? Valuable seconds that Steven is stealing all of my smart plugs and I can't stop him. So if I had E911, it'll actually know the home location and route you to your local emergency services so they can get there and tackle Steven quicker. Mm. So... Thank you. There are benefits to Arlo, but it does have that extra subscription cost, and it only works with regular HomeKit. Uh, HomeKit. Mm. The next one that is only regular HomeKit, I believe, is the Yobi B3, and this is still listed as like up for pre-order, but there have been reviews coming out, so it, if it's not out, it should be soon. Uh, they're using a PIR sensor, has a 180-degree field of view. It looks like it has a metal body. It gets this anodized gold color body. Regular HomeKit, wire doorbell. I have not tried this one. This is the one that I have not tried. Then we have uh, Natatmo. Mm -hmm. Natatmo is a little more expensive. Comes in at $300 where some of these like the Arlo or the Logitech, they're coming at like the 200 price point. So at $300, it's quite a bit more. But all of Natatmo's features, which there are quite a few, they're all included with no subscription plan necessary. So Aside from working with HomeKit, they have several recording options. So there's local storage. You can use just an SD card. 
you can upload your content to a FTP server. So if you have a cloud server that you want to set up or a local FTP server in your home, you can automatically back up your video footage there, which I think is incredibly handy. Uh, and it can also sync to Dropbox. So you have multiple recording options with Natatmo. So it doesn't support iCloud, but you, you don't even need iCloud uh, storage for this. You have multiple other options to take advantage of. So it has a 1080p recording option, which is pretty much most of these. And it has a 916 ratio, which is a very skinny and tall. So a lot of these are using like the kind of like head to toe field of view because then we will see the bottom like your porch and then we we'll see like the face of the person that's walking up. So with the 916, it's a little more narrow. The Logitech one is 3.4, so it's a little more wide. So you get a little bit more of your porch in that view. They say it's a 140 degree field of view. But yeah, I just really like that they have so many premium options there. It's really nice looking hardware, metal accents, great uh, video quality, and it works with uh, all of your existing stuff. Not HomeKit Secure Video, but you have a lot of other options there too. The Natamo app is also very nice and they're really good at like the person identification using your uploaded photos, everything is super secure with them. It's a very nice premium option. So that's one I recommend to a lot of people for something kind of like in the middle, they don't want subscription fees and all of that. So then we go to our two that support HomeKit Secure Video, right? First one, it's an immediate no for you guys out there, which is the Robin ProLine and the Robin ProLine Compact. There's two different versions. The compact one is more popular in the US and it's a little bit smaller than the standard uh, Robin Pro line, which is massive, but it's a little bit industrial. It's an all metal body and it's kind of hefty. It works with um, PoE power over ethernet. So it's not using Wi-Fi to connect, which can be nice because it's hardwired in. But uh, my biggest problem with it, like, even if it was expensive, which it is, the biggest problem is that there's no night vision or built-in light. So in the low light times, it doesn't work great. That's my problem with mm. it. If it had that, I would still recommend this to people. And it doesn't look bad. I don't think it looks bad at all. And it has things like a personalized nameplate you can put on there, which is handy. I just wish that it had better night vision. So is, is that, real quick, I'm sorry, with that Robin Pro line, yeah. is that nameplate a screen? Or is it like a physical plate? It's a physical plate. When you order it, you can have it engraved with whatever you want, basically. And it can be swapped out. So... If your name changed or if you had a house number or something on there, you can always change that out. Um, but it just attaches in there and there's a button on the right-hand side, which is what they use, the little doorbell icon. Press that and it rings. Okay. So it's really nice. I, I don't mind it all. And PoE is pretty cool because it does remove the need for having to worry about Wi-Fi yeah. in that area. But it just sucks that there's no night vision. Finally, the last one to turn to is the Logitech Circle View. It does support HomeKit Secure Video and they work pretty tightly with Apple in developing this. Comes in about 200 bucks, has an all glass front, has a 160 degree field of view and a three, four ratio. So 140 degree field of view for the uh, Natama one at 16 by nine, this is three, four. So just slightly wider, slightly larger field of view with that one. But I will say it's still not as good as the Arlo for me. I like the Arlo because it has a four, like a one by one, like a square ratio. Square. So yeah. you're getting more of your horizontal. I don't need it, you know, cropped in as much because right. I want to see what's going on my whole porch. And with me, we have a car like out to the far left, the way our driveway is situated. So you may not even be able to see that. So if you're using like the Logitech, depending on stuff where, where stuff is located on your house, you may have to use the angled bracket to mount it. Um, and the same with an Atatmo one, just to make sure you're getting whatever in your shot. That's something to take into consideration. They really want to make sure that you're getting a top and bottom, but I, you need the wide stuff too. Like it's, it's kind of like an all or nothing. I like the four four, yeah. the one by one ratio that we're getting with the the Arlo model. The only problem with the Logitech Circle View is that we've heard reports of it overheating. Now there have been some software updates that have made it quicker and more responsive and things like that, but I don't know how solved the overheating issues are. So if you have the front of your house and it's in like direct sunlight, there's no porch or anything, and you're worried about this thing getting too hot, that's gonna make it go unresponsive until it cools down again. If this thing is just going offline, it's not gonna help you. But that also could be the case with any of these. I, I haven't stuck any of these out in the heat to see how they responded, but we've specifically heard reports of it happening with the circle view. It's something that I wanna make sure we mention, but other than that, it's a great option. So if you're not worried about the overheating, I think the Logitech Circle View is a great option. It's purely HomeKit, no third-party app, anything, all HomeKit all the time. Mm. So that would be like that choice as long as you don't have to worry about overheating. My backup choice would be like Natatmo or Arlo, depending on what else you have going on in your home and what your preferences are. If you want to have those other options to store video, 
the Tatmos, great. Um, if you have some Arlos in your house, the Arlo is perfect because it already you already have your plan for those guys. So just depends on what you're looking for. All right. Wow. Andrew, excellent job. You really broke those down. That's awesome. So I was thinking about that Logitech Circle view. Well, I don't know. I have to think about it. Honestly, that Robin Pro line is a little tempting with the Ethernet connection. Kind of sweet. And I, I might have missed it, but did you say it works with HomeKit Secure Video, the yes. Robin Pro line? Mm-hmm. That's kind of tempting. And honestly, like if you have other cameras, like if I get an Atatmo floodlight camera or whatever that's kind of pointing at my yard, maybe not having night vision is not that big of a deal. Like I don't typically have people coming up to my door. When, yeah. So like you could use like your floodlight cam, like the Atatmo floodlight cam. That is one option to help like for security purposes. And then you could also have a trigger set up whenever the doorbell is pressed to turn on your porch lights. So that, so, right. Cause otherwise, someone press the doorbell, you're not gonna be able to see who's there. But if you have that doorbell trigger the porch lights to come on, then you will be able to see. So that could be a good workaround for that. Well, man, the Robin Pro lines are expensive though. When we're talking like $600 plus. <laughs> I would say, like, I, I couldn't even remember what the Pro line uh, it's, cost. Well, it's in. It's in euros, but it's like five to six hundred dollars depending on the model. So it's like I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. See. Uh, well, as, as Andrew looks up that, I want to mention we have so many listener questions, and we just we ran out of time again. But we are going to do before the year is over just a listener question extravaganza where we will answer all the listener questions that have come in and any ones you add. So feel free to keep tweeting your questions at us. And we would love to answer them. We'll do it on that big roundup show in a couple weeks. About five ninety two. About five ninety two is what we're looking 592. at. I think so. Yeah, definitely not cheap. And not cheap, but that Ethernet connection, man, that's tempting. I mean, and they look cool. Like they they're a very unique. Some look. people hate them. That to me, they look like not like almost like an old school kind of box. Like they they look a in, little industrial. Yeah. Like there's a look. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's bad by any means but i think that the compact ones definitely look better than the full-sized ones what do you click to ring it is the it little that little ring bell the little bell the yeah. little ring icon mm-hmm. okay i was i was wasn't sure if it was a screen or not so i was like do you click yeah it, it's an actual bar that's engraved and it's backlit so that the, your your words glow yeah <laughs> your words glow got it your words glow <laughs> anyway so listeners keep sending your questions and we're going to do a big listener question roundup show tune in next week on youtube because you will see with your eyeballs glitter in this beard. Thank you all to everyone who subscribed. If you haven't yet, you can still subscribe. It's not too late. YouTube.com slash HomeKit Insider. Watch the episodes there. And we'll, you know, hopefully have some really exciting stuff in the new year. We can show you on video my home project. I will be moving into the new house in, it looks about April. So maybe about four and a half months away. And somewhere in the middle, I'm going to be talking about the different uh, you know, HomeKit stuff I'm going to be installing, wiring, all that kind of stuff. So subscribe to that YouTube channel so you can see some of that stuff. That'd be fun. And of course, we would greatly appreciate a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. That'll help out the show there. And uh, yeah, tweet at Andrew myself. What you got going on in your HomeKit? What are you asking for for the holidays? What did you get yourself for the holidays, HomeKit-wise? We'd love to hear about it. But thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.